What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another AF Co. podcast, the podcast for new and adult onset hunters and your number one source for the info you need to make yourself more deadly in the woods. My name's Vince. I'm going to be your host, and this week we have Vantage Point Archery. VPA Archery is a broadhead company as well as many other things that they make for the hunting industry. So we're going to talk to them kind of about what they've got going on. We're going to talk about some new products they got going out. And we're going to talk about their new broadhead, the Omega. That's their single bevel that I'm going to be shooting this year. Um, It's a 200-grain broadhead. (sighs) I know. I know. Some of you guys just puckered up. It's not a big deal. We, uh, With all the crazy crap going around the archery community in the last week or so, uh, there's been, as I posted, there's been a lot of, uh, we'll say, swinging around, trying to see who's as bigger. And ultimately, what we want to do is give you guys the information that you need to make your own decisions for your arrow setups, for your bow setups, everything like that. I just want to give you that info and you sift through it all and find out what works best for you. Ultimately, we just want more hunters in the woods. We want more hunters on our side when it comes to legislation. Um, One of the big things that's been talked about recently is the Biden administration cutting funding to schools who have archery and shooting programs and things like that. So we need more on our side, and I think it's time that we put us put aside our petty little differences. Um, I know that when we get bored, when things get comfortable, we try to find things to fight about. Now's not the time for that. Um, I think we need to, as cheesy as it sounds, come together, unite as one hunting community. Um, if somebody has questions, answer them respectfully. Um, but other than that, man, if you're in the woods, that's what we're looking for. So anywho, let's get into the content with Vantage Point Archery. All right, guys. So help me welcome to the show. We have Alex Christensen. Did I get that right? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Ryan Corkwell and Jeff Stringer from VPA Archery. We're going to talk all about VPA, what they got going on, some really cool things I think they have coming out that I'm super excited about. Um, but you guys know how we do on the show. We are going to start off with a prayer and Ryan, uh, actually volunteered to lead prayer this time, which is awesome. So Ryan, take it away, please. Let's do it. Um, father God, we just praise you. We thank you so very much just for the opportunity just to, um, not only lift you up, but talk about some really cool stuff about what you're doing in our lives, what you're doing in the hunting community and just to, uh, to learn a little about each other. And we ask you just to bless each one of our businesses going forward, all the guys in our shop and our families, um, Vince's family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. So for, for starters, let's go right down the line, uh, starting with Alex and then working our way to the right. Give me a little intro on you, what you do with the company, um, and anything else. How, how'd you get into archery and everything else? Yeah, so I'm Alex. I'm our marketing manager. So I've been with the company for about a year and a half. So I came right after I graduated from college and it's gone by fast and it's been fun. I love working here. It's it's a good group. We're like family. So it's definitely a fun place to be. Good deal. Ryan, give us a little intro. Yeah, my name is Ryan Corkwell. Um, oh, man, I've been in the industry for a while, not that long since we bought the machine shop five years ago. Um, I came from more of the fishing side of stuff. I love shooting <laughs> stuff. Amen. I've had a bow now for, I've had a, I've had a bow now for five years. Um, I love it. I love, like, I just love getting into the weeds with guys on the phones. I am answering most of the phone calls on the sales side. I love just getting in the weeds with guys and see what works for them and how we can do yeah, things better. Absolutely. How about you, Jeff? I'm Jeff Stringer. I think I come out of the womb ready to hunt. I grew <laughs> up in Utah, so been hunting my entire life and uh, uh, bow hunting, rifle hunting, whatever it is, and really got into this one when we went into the machine shop, seeing what they were making and seeing they did broadheads. It was like, hey, guys, you got to come over and check this out. we got to buy this yeah. place. So we bought it. And we've been going ever since. So a little backstory though, is I've known Alex since before Alex knew Alex <laughs> Me and her dad have been friends since we were like eight. So Alex has been around forever. Um, super glad to have her thought I had to convince her at first, but I think she's on the hook now. And then Ryan, <laughs> I'm not really his dad, but probably through this podcast, he'll call me Papa four or five times. Cause he says I'm much older than him, old enough to be his dad. <laughs> Perfect. 
<laughs> well, I'm curious. I, I think broadheads specifically are kind of a, we all use them. We all, it's obviously the most important main component of your entire arrow system. Um, but I'm just kind of curious, like Jeff, what, what did your hunting background look like or what did your bow hunting background look like prior to starting VPA? And then, I mean, where, where did the passion come to actually enter into the broadhead industry and start actually creating and, and building VPA? So mine really came from, um, I used to work for Alcoa and one of our biggest customers was Hoyt. So I grew up in Spanish Fork, Utah. Hoyt's actually okay. in Salt Lake by the airport. And so we would supply a riser material to them. And that's really where I got hooked. You know, I had a bear bow when I was young. I had a recurve, went into the compounds when they first came out, you know, cause it was, came out during my lifetime that really got into compounds. And then just the hunting in general, being outside, being outdoors, um, and that's just how we grew up, you know, it was, it was part of the, the life in Utah. So when we walked into Vantage Point Archery, I was working for Ryan's family, had a company and we're, we actually went in there looking for him to make some pieces for us. And I walked around and thought, man, this machine shop could be something. And then we circled around and looked at the broadheads and I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And they just hadn't been out. It was something they did on the side when other uh, equipment wasn't running they'd run broadheads but it wasn't something they really focused on so i got with ryan and rob our other partner and said hey this really could be something and i'm not gonna lie it's it's a struggle we bought it from a, a group of people that are great people but didn't have the same vision we did and over the years we've changed it they're no longer with us still great people um i think they did a, a great job getting us where we we're at but in the last what ryan three to four years probably through the last three years we've at least doubled every year and then this year even doubled on what we quadrupled last year and then we doubled on what that was so just getting our name out talking about being made in the usa um, good quality product i mean that's what it's all about yeah that's i think right now especially right now in the hunting community if you can say hey we're made in the usa that's a huge huge draw like all of us, you know, I, I know that there are some things that, you know, made in the USA, everyone knows it's more expensive. All it, There's all those excuses. But one thing I guess I'm proud of the hunting community is I feel like we've really taken ownership of that and wanted to really make that a big part of what we're doing and who we are as hunters. Um, we're not settling for Chinese made stuff anymore. Um, and that the cool thing is it's gone from not just broadheads and bows and things like that it's it's starting to expand into our apparel what we wear um it's it's really it's really pretty cool to see especially with the way our culture and our country is right now to see that there are still people who very passionately care about this country and uh so yeah i think that first first of all thank you for keeping that here thank you for making that a priority um for your company because I'm sure it's really easy to outsource somewhere. It's probably much cheaper, much higher profit margins. Um, but yeah, I'm thankful you guys and, and other companies are making the decision to invest in, in our country. Um, so do you guys have, did you have any prior like machine shop experience? Um, I know you said you worked at Alcoa. I actually, I have uh, it's Arconic now, but right down from where I'm at in Davenport, uh, I think they're over in Bettendorf. So 15 minutes away, we've had Alcoa. So, you know, I've I got buddies at work there and everything now. Um, but yeah, what was your? Did you did any of the rest of you have any experience with machine shops, or was that kind of a whole new process to to undertake? Because I mean, it, walking into that and wanting to build, I mean, I, I assume you guys must have ideas and different things that you got to have some, some idea of what you're doing to produce something like a broadhead. I wouldn't be able to walk into a machine shop, I guess is what I'm saying and be like, let's do this. <laughs> so I can, I can yeah. remember when, um, Jeff and I, at our, at our other J and R, we had that, we had a, we bought a router, a CNC router. And, um, he's like, Hey, we can get this work in to do a project that we were working on. And I'm like, I know nothing about coding. <laughs> and, and G-code and running the machine and stuff like that. He's like, you'll figure it out. I'm like, okay. 
So, and that's kind of the way we go. We just kind of like, there's, Jeff has a saying, like, we'll figure it out. And he's right. Like, that's just the kind of way that we roll. Like, if, if we don't know something, we know somebody that knows something. If we don't know, like, exact geometry on, a, on a angles and bevels and degrees and what works best, we know somebody that knows somebody. Or we he'll find us the right guy that we can talk to. Um, Jeff Miller, in our, in, our engineer in our shop, he's taught us so much just about, like, hey, and then we've got guys in the shop, hey, how can we make it more efficient? So I guess with all that being said, did we know G-Code and machine when we first walked in there? No. Is it something you have to know to walk into a machine shop? No. You just got to have the drive and the willingness to say, like, hey, we can figure this out. We can do this. Yeah, I think what part of what Ryan was saying is that we don't have – we have some great people. So when we talk about VPA – it's not about me and Alex and Ryan. It's about 30 families that we have that work in our facility and making sure that they have good jobs and security and working on the right things and that they can, you know, build their individual wealth too and, and have a good life. So it's, it's more than just, Hey, let's go make a lot of money. And that's why we really keep everything in the U S is one, we want good quality control. And then, if the only thing that drives you is profit, and I'm not saying profit doesn't drive us, because if I did, we're lying. Everybody's in it for profit. But if that's the only thing that drives you, you'll lose focus of everything else, your customers, your suppliers, your employees. And we really try to live that integrity and ownership and all that is is key to us. That's one of the things we don't we don't give up on. Yeah, and that's, that's something I find interesting when, I mean, I, I obviously my business um, is just like an apparel thing. So it's not anything huge, but it's funny when people kind of, Oh, you guys are just, is, is money part like, yeah, we're running a business. Like it has to be like, if you want me to continue to keep, like if you want us to continue to stay in America, be able to fund that, be able to come out with new things that you're going to like, like, yeah, it's gotta be a little bit about the profit, (laughs) But, but no, I was, that was my next question is kind of like, I'm just curious, and you, you touched on it, just kind of core values of VPA. Like, if you want to touch on that a little more, like what, I guess, what do you guys, besides just high quality broadheads, what else is important that you guys represent to the hunting community? Uh, you know, you'll, you listen to us. And I think when you talk to people that know us, um, hopefully Troy, when you talk to Troy, is that you know, we're about the ethical kill. We're about ethics in business what we say ryan will always tell you that when we say something you can take it to the bank that's what we're going to do we're going to take care of you um our warranty we warranty all of our our broadheads so we we try to do above and beyond what others do and really in our product we could charge more we actually i've probably told this 90 times since we've done these podcasts but Last year, the year before, during COVID, we had a company come to us and say, hey, can you make our ferals? We're like, yeah, we make your ferals, but we'd like a five-year. We got tool up with like a five-year contract. They're like, no, 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 just so we can get it back from China. The mm-hmm. same company told me, you guys need to relook at your business and really the way you design things and make sure that they fail and you could sell so many more. I called Ryan and I'm like, I can't believe they told me that. How how unethical <laughs> is that, you know? Yeah. And we probably could. We probably could design that in there. And I actually think manufacturers do, but that's not who we are. We want we want people – we don't pay people to shoot our broadheads, and we never will. We hope people come to us. We, we would love uh, Levi Morgan or somebody like that, but we want them to come over, Cam Haynes, somebody, Joe Rogan. We'd love them to come over and shoot our stuff, but we want them to come over because we have great stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're good people. We don't want them to come over because we're cutting them a paycheck because that's, that's just not ethical, I don't think. Not right. saying it's not the right way to do business. I know people do that all over in every, every other industry, but that's not what we want to be. Yeah, we believe in our product, and we want the people on our team and on our side to believe in our product, too, because all of our customers believe in us. So we want all, you know, all our spokespeople, everybody that we associate with to kind of have those same, same feelings. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if this is a trend that maybe I'm kind of blowing up in my head more than what it really is, but, um, I feel like the, there's definitely a clear divide and this week, um, when this show comes out next week, I don't know, it might be old news, but like this week specifically, um, and I don't, 
I'm not calling out people and taking sides, but like John Dudley has come out. I don't know if you guys have watched any of his recent videos um, where basically it's, it's kind of, I'm John Dudley and I'm a big John Dudley fan. That's where I learned how to shoot a bow, but he's basically kind of come out and been like, I'm John Dudley. I've been doing this. I've been a pro I've shot at the highest level and kind of tearing down, I think other, uh, people who are sharing their opinions of arrow builds, archery, tuning, things like that. Um, but I kind of, th- then there's always the counter to like what he's saying. And I, I feel like all of that to say, I feel like the hunting community is starting to really realize the bullshit with the hunting industry. And, uh, I see a trend picking up where people don't necessarily want to buy off the shelf arrows anymore. People want to learn and build and people don't really want to, they're kind of trying to figure things out for themselves. Um, and that's kind of where, where you were saying, you, you know, you don't, you don't want just shooters on your team that have a name just to sell product. Like you have integrity and you want people to be on the team for the right reasons. Um, and I think, like I said, in the, in the, I, I feel like it's not like the hunting industry is like going to die, but I feel like there's going to be some shift or restructuring or there's going to have to be because the, a lot of the hunting community just doesn't want to see, you know, like on, on the last show we did with Ranch Ferry, we kind of discussed how it's fine if Levi Morgan wants to sell you this, this, and that, or John Dudley wants to sell you all these things and tell you what they do and don't do. But 99% of us are not John Dudley. We're not Levi Morgan. We're not hitting a golf ball at 100 yards every time. Um, And I think that people want to see more like normal people like them. Um, Or if you are exceptional, at least like be an exceptional person that's not known for I'll wear wear or shoot whatever you want as long as you pay the most. And, And I I see a lot of that. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a newer hunter. This is going to be my fourth year. So I'm fresh to, I'm still kind of fresh to the hunting industry, but it's real apparent. So anyway, all of that to say, I, I appreciate your guys's angle and, and whether that is the right or wrong way to do business, I think that's always going to be the right way. You know, it may not be the most profitable right off the bat, but I think that that's the right decision. You know, I look at that, and I don't know John Dudley personally. And, but, you know, he is a great shooter. I have nothing negative. But that's no different than the people in Washington tell you, don't think we're in Washington. We're going to tell you what needs to happen. Here's yeah. how to think to hell with that. Yeah. You know, I've got experiences. I've got a ton of kills behind me. Maybe not as many of them, but I don't do it full-time. You know, full-time yeah. is I don't hunt full-time. So that's a privilege that they get to do to hunt full-time. And that's great, and I'm sure they're – amazing shots but when you think you're elevated or you're better than somebody else in anything it's time for some a big piece of humble pie right because everybody's got a flaw there's only one perfect person right you know and i'm sure he can outshoot us all if that's what he wanted to do (laughs) for sure are you at that level where you can start preaching i mean everybody's got something in their closet might be a great archer and i'm not i'm not saying this about dudley but and opinions or my dad always said this is a little crude, but opinions are like bumholes. Everybody's got one and they all stink. So yeah. you can keep your opinion to yourself and, you know, even sell people, that's my opinion, but that's not gospel. Yeah. Ryan says it all the time. Do what you're comfortable with. Shoot yeah. what you're comfortable with. That's the best advice I think you can give anybody. Yeah. And I thought it was really, I, I was kind of taken aback by it a little bit because like I said, I've, John's got, you know, um, his school of knock and put out so much information and it's good information. Um, and I was, I was kind of surprised and I don't know why, like, I don't know why he decided to make these videos, but I was kind of surprised the way that he, he came about it. And it came off to me as like, I am the one that has all of the answers. Everyone else that you're listening to, like he even, you know, like some of his videos got into like, you don't need to index kind of alluding to don't worry about tuning. Don't worry about indexing your arrows. Don't worry about helical. Don't worry about don't shoot heavy. Um, just kind of do what I'm telling you to do. And I was just, I, I was, I was surprised that that was the angle he came off at, 
because like you said, he's, he's full of great information, but he's not the only one. And chase the money back, Vince, chase the money back. I'm not saying this is the case, but who's he sponsored by? Yeah. Is he sponsored by, you know, cause a lot of the bow people are out there saying, Oh, it's all the bow. You can shoot lighter, faster. And some of those guys, they, they're, they're very successful, but I know people that shoot super heavy that are very successful. Yeah. I mean, there's a range in there and just cause it works for you doesn't mean it works for everybody. And just cause it works for you doesn't mean that's just gospel. Again, we, when people call us, you look at the range of what we offer. We offer light to heavy. We offer vented to unvented. We offer three blade, two blade, single bevel, double bevel, mm-hmm. all of it because we're not going to tell you what to do. That's not yeah. our place to tell you what to do. And remember, the customer sets the value. The customer sets the expectation, not not the supplier. Yeah. So with that being said, I would like to know some more about this Omega you guys came out with. Um, if If you guys aren't familiar yet, uh, VPA came out with their Omega single bevel broadhead. I'm going to be shooting that this year. Um, I've, I've, as I told you, Jeff, I've shot, I've shot cutthroats, um, since the beginning of, I think I actually, I gotta, I gotta tell you my first time out hunting, I've, I've told this story and I've, I left out an important part of it because I've kind of taken it out of my head, but I went out, I passed on a bunch of deer my first day out bow hunting because I'm in Iowa and they were spikes, you know, the big ones are coming, which was not true. Um, I, I, I've left out the next part. Cause I always say after that day, I never saw another deer that year. And that's a lie, uh, unintentional lie. I did see another deer and I shot it and I had a rage broadhead and that arrow didn't go anywhere. And I didn't recover that deer. I didn't find any blood. It was a pretty bad situation uh, for a new hunter to experience. So anyway, I that's why I went down the kind of what happened and why did it happen rabbit hole, which led me to finding single bevel broadheads. Um, and so I'm excited this year. Cutthroats have always been great for me. I've always liked them. Um, they're kind of a pain to sharpen. Uh, and that was one of my big things with your guys' Omega, um, was how much easier it appears that it's going to be to sharpen in that process. So if one of you want to talk, just introduce the broadhead, the ideas behind it and kind of what people can expect from the Omega. Um, yeah, the Omega is being released right now in 200 grains, um, right bevel and left bevel. Um, believe it or not, we are working on the Ascender series to go with that, that goes from 125, 150, and 175. Um, a whole new system that we're excited to get out there. Um, we're crossing our fingers that it'll be done in time, but the guys are working hard in the shop. Um, the lay flat sharpening technology on all the Omega heads is kind of what is revolutionary um, in the whole process. You can take the head. I mean, I'm at home. I didn't even bring any heads. I got one. <laughs> Jeff, you got, got some? Yeah. So you can lay it. He'll, he'll be able to show you. And um, you can lay it flat on a stone, sharpen it any direction, and you're going to stay on that bevel the whole time. Um, along with that bevel, then you can switch it on the backside, um, and it's you're going to be able to micro-bevel and get the tanta and get the tip up front because you'll see it in a second when he brings it out. The front of the broadhead is a double bevel. Okay. So the front of the broadhead up in there is a double bevel. I'm Don't cut your white. I gotta get my Vanna white hands on. See <laughs> Slice. So the front so half of that. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I'm pointing. So you talk. So the front, the front quarter of that is a double bevel and that single bevel is actually in the back half of it down here. And he can, on that, that part that we sharpen off for guys to see the single bevel side, that way they can lay it flat and sharpen it mm-hmm. on that back side. Also, they're going to be able to lay that flat and get the, and lay that flat also and sharpen it. So you can get that micro bevel and you're going to get these so stinking sharp within probably I'm saying within 10 minutes easy. Oh, Jeff, don't do that. 
So hey, it'll make a good Instagram clip. <laughs> so that's kind of the technology. The, the biggest thing in this thing is like the customer said, and everybody's been saying it for years, single bevels are so hard to sharpen. Yeah. And we took that and we ran with um, Daryl Barnett as the design guy behind it. He's like, hey, I got something for you. Let's do this. And I'm like, okay. And we worked with them and I shot buildings with it and it's it's going great. <laughs> now those are made, if I remember correctly, those are S7 tool steel. Yes, S7 tool steel. Yes. So you're not getting some cheap flimsy crap, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I just what I'm kind of curious, and I don't want to like start a bad conversation. What was your reason for coming out with 200 grain right off? Like, why was that your starting point? Because for someone like myself, I have no problem with that. Like my my first arrow build with Sirius was, I think I shot like a 685 total arrow. Uh, I went big. I went from like a 350 like crap arrow with a rage to like <laughs> i'm killing elephants but i want some s-o-f-o-c up in here <laughs> yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't gonna have that happen again but uh i'm just curious because i know that even though people people look at 200 grains that haven't shot that and they're probably like whoa even though i think if you've shot that heavy you know that it's not this big scary monster and it's not an it's not an arrow that's your trage trajectory trajectory it's like it's not i don't know why people think like i've never seen an arrow rainbow arc anything even at distance but that seems to be the the feeling behind it so i'm curious what the reason like why'd you why'd you settle on 200 to to bring these out well this is really we call it rev four but alex what is this is probably rev 24 right yeah, we, we've put a lot of design into this head, that's for sure. But uh, I was going to say, it all goes back to just listening to our customers. That's that's what we do with every new product and every new iteration that we put out. We, we've had our premium single bevels out now in the market for a couple years, and we really just evaluated, you know, our sales and what our customers had to say about it and, and kind of what grain weights we found the sweet spot to be, and that's where we decided on the 200 grain. And and knowing we wanted to continue to push that and develop this broadhead and other grain weights without giving up the what makes this head mm -hmm. special and the design features. Um, so, yeah, just really listening to our customers is, is why we make those decisions that we do. Yeah, yeah. We, were accused, we were accused of just copying the next guy, right? And I don't know, Vince, if you know, but we make a lot of broadheads and we yeah. white label a lot of broadheads. So we're not going to talk about who they are, but yeah. one of our customers came out and said, oh, you just copied us, which isn't true. When you lay them side by side, we didn't, we didn't copy them. Matter of fact, uh, yeah, anyway, we didn't copy them. So when you, when you start looking at broadheads and innovation and things like that, this is patented. And to patent something, and Ryan talks about this all the time. We didn't come up with the broadhead, you know, the Native Americans come up with the broadhead and made it out of stone. Talk about FOC, you know, right. a wood stick with a big rock on the end of it. Right. That's true FOC. But this one is science. So when, when we go back to our previous conversation about, hey, follow me because I've killed so many animals. Great, great. And your experience is something we should look at and what you know and what you've learned is good. We have Daryl Barnett. You know, up until he really kind of met the group he was in, never shot a bow, but he was, he worked in, he worked for the military or for the DOD and made projectiles. So he steps into the archery industry and it's all science. Mm -hmm. You know, he's talking about drag. He's talking about flight. He's talking about, and the guy isn't just pulling this stuff out of his butt. He's using Doppler radar. He's doing simulations. He's using arrow guns. I mean, it is all scientific based. And I really think that's what the industry hates. And I'm probably going to get a bunch of hate mail. I really don't care. Cause not I, for like my listeners. Like no. Yeah. <laughs> are you, but, before you go anywhere, are you talking about rocket man, Daryl Barnett? Yeah. Okay. Daryl Barnett. I'm not sure he yeah. likes being called rocket man. So he says, use, he says, use his given name. Use my given name. <laughs> I always say that TV. cause Troy, Troy, that's all Troy calls him. But yeah. I just wanted to clarify because he kept saying that. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? That one? Yeah. Anywho, so go Greg, ahead. 
great smart guy using yeah. science behind what he does and you know i have experience in the archery industry from before and the sad thing is it's gadgetry right so um, people come out with the same exact component and i'm not going to call them out but they'll change the color or they'll change just something minor on it but at the end of the day it's not innovative it's not something they patent it's just the new gadget or they get somebody big to sell it or put their name on it and all of a sudden everybody wants to buy it but is it really better and that's what we're trying to do is we probably will never be you'll i don't know that we'll ever be as big as our age nor do i care because i'll, I'll call them out i don't i'm not going to sell my soul yeah. to become something like that i'm not going to go to china and have it made cheap yeah and and back up um i just want something we want something that's good and we've got science behind it so everything that we're coming out with now is around strength of the arrow um lethality if that's a word you know ethical kill things like that that's what we're trying to get to and we're trying to use the science behind it and i think ashby really started with that about let's go get a consistent baseline you know i, I think there's some things that i wish they would change but we love them like our our other broadhead our single bevel we have a chisel tip we can prove that that, that does a there's a ton of reasons to run the chisel tip but it's not their baseline which is fine so mm -hmm. we get deducted because of our chisel tip, but it's lethal and it kills and it breaks a bone. This thing is the same thing. It's behind the science. It's about the leverage and right, we can talk about all the different angles and how it works and how it splits it and how it spins. But there's data behind this. I can prove this. And I, it's, it's not sitting there and saying, hey, I'm the best hunter you've ever seen. So stop listening to everybody else because there's a ton of good people. You know, with Dudley, I'd say, hey spend a lot of time with Joel Turner and yeah. you guys are, you're both brilliant guys with a ton of experience, but I don't discount Joel because Dudley tells me something. I don't discount Dudley because Joel sells me, tells me something, you know, I, I take it and they prove it out and I listen to the science and the logic behind it. And I've learned a ton from both of them. And I'm, you know, Joel Turner, we just had out, did the shot yeah. IQ. And yeah. if you haven't done that, that's worth its weight in gold. Just, and not even about pulling the trigger on your bow just about decisions in life and experience and just that is just a great human being yeah um no he said it all like the the biggest thing and i think you kind of said it vince like why buy a jig why buy a jig when you don't have to when you mm -hmm. can just lay it flat and sharpen it so hopefully i i know i sent yours out hopefully you've got them or they're coming your way so i'm excited for you to sharpen them up if you have any questions you guys can yeah you can ask us We'll help you out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to get them, and and like I said, it's not, it's, it's not just because I I'm talking to you guys right now, but it was like I said earlier. I don't know if we it was on the recording part or not, but th you know, I think sharpening is just such a big apprehension. I think it scares the de the the shit out of people because we as a culture like we have things so easy and so soft, and I think. I think most hunters, like, I mean, nowadays, even like you buy replaceable blade knives, if you don't know, you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no like value in, I want to resharpen this knife and use it for the rest of my life and give it to my son and have him do the same thing. Um, and I'm not saying that's not a majority or, you know, not everybody, but I think we just, we've gotten so far away from like knowing how to sharpen things, knowing how to care for tools, knowing how to, to, uh, really, yeah, really maintain things. So when it comes to like, yeah, single bevels, like it's hard to debate their if, uh, effectiveness. Uh, I, you can't, you can say you don't like heavy arrows, but you can't debate the fact that a, a single bevel is and a, fi a fixed single bevel is, is a good way to go. But then you tell me, well, it's not going to come razor sharp. You got to sharpen it and you got to do it. And then I'm, you know, at first I was kind of like, I don't know if I really want to do that. I don't know how to do it. Um, so that's what was really, when I saw the Omega the first time, I think it might've probably been before I even talked to you guys. Like I was excited for that because even with the cutthroats and the jig, it was sharp, but I know it wasn't as sharp as a lot of people would probably want it to be. And I had to ruin two heads before I kind of got the hang of things. 
Cause you don't know like how hard should I push? How hard, how this, how that is my angle, right? Is my jig, is the broadhead in the jig correctly? Cause I, I went through that. It wasn't sitting in the jig correctly and I sharpened it all uneven. So anyway, I'm really excited for this because I think it's, it's going to open up um, a lot of opportunity for people who might've been a little apprehensive. Um, I think it's going to allow them to kind of step into a single, a high quality single bevel take away some of the guesswork of sharpening and really let them see how effective these broadheads are. I want to talk to you guys too. I know that Omega's your your big thing right now, but what else do you guys got going on? You guys got new stuff coming out? Like what's what's kind of in the future for VPA? Ryan talked about our Ascender series. Yep. I was going to say Ryan already kind of touched on our Ascender series, which is just going to be an extension of the Omega, um, but there are going to be some design features to it that haven't been done before, uh, similar to the patent pending technology that, that the Omega has. Um, and we're also kind of expanding into more archery products. I'll let the guys touch on that, but then expanding even outside of archery. So we're really excited. And in this season and this next coming year even has a lot in store for VPA. Can you kind of talk about what and if you can't, that's fine. But what are you, where are you guys trying to look at outside the archery community? So we've, we're known as Vantage Point Archery. We're going out as Vantage Point. We'll still be Vantage Point Archery, but we're going to have outdoor, Vantage Point Outdoor, Vantage Point Archery, and Vantage Point Armory. Hmm. So again, with, with Daryl being on board, it kind of expands. And it's not just Daryl. We got Jeff Miller and we, our, our, our team that we're building is just, amazing and it, we, we didn't build it fast it's not about getting to the the finish line this isn't a, a sprint it's a marathon and putting the right people on the team and just getting people that love the business have great ideas have different experiences and that's you know you get your best ideas when you got a a bunch of people looking at it and you know saying that'll work that won't work just like the omega we i don't know ryan we've sent out ten thousand fifteen thousand dollars worth of product for free to people that we know are going to like it to people that we know aren't going to like it. Um, and just get the true feedback. We really want to run our business based off what the consumer thinks, not what the industry thinks. Right. We, we really want people to love it and we want it to be blue collar, but we, you know, what we've also heard is we do a 13 inch riser and people want it all the way up to a set, a 22 inch riser. So you're going to see, I think 13, 15, 17, 17 or 18, and then 22. And we're going to use some people like Joel Turner and get his input on pocket angles and what are the right designs. We're going to get mm -hmm. um, Three Rivers Archery that's a customer of ours and some yeah. great guys that shoot it and say, what do you think? We're going to go to anybody that's, uh, anybody that's listening that's traditional that wants to shoot a recurve, call us and talk to us about it. What do you like? What do you don't like? Um, and then we're also coming out with a release. Mm. Again, working with people that know a lot about releases and about shot placement, about uh, target panic and things like that that we want inside there. Yeah. And then on the armory side, we've got some ideas. You know, we, we can do a bolt carrier group. We have our FFL, SOT. So uh, we want to do some white labeling. We want to maybe come out with some gun components. And then on the outdoor side, we've got everything from weaning shooters for training dogs to um, magazines on how to load uh, clay pigeons into clay shooters and things like that. Just things that we love to do that we want to be involved in. Me and Ryan both have, uh, we talk about American Made, and then we both drive Toyota Tacoma. There's so <laughs> many, so many add-ons to those tacos that we're even talking about that. What is the, what would be great that you can't get on the market? We don't want to be the copy guys, but yeah. Again, we're coming out with, with new products that I think are going to be different different than everybody else. And it all goes back to we started out as a machine shop, and we still have that side of our business. So Absolute Machining has been around for 30 years, I think, now. And so VPA spun off of that because one of our head engineers, Jeff Miller, just wanted to make his own broadhead. He was a big traditional bow hunter and just found the need in the market for a better broadhead and started making them and making making them for his friends and word of mouth just spread and and now here we are and we're growing like crazy but um, we have the machining capabilities to machine not only for the archery industry and different companies but the firearm industry and and really you name it so we're always always making new products and partnering up with 
different companies from different industries and it keeps it definitely fun and expanding and and growing we're working on a 3d so. printer even now so when you have that many influences too i mean you you've got to be you're going to end up picking up on crossover as well to where you may come up with an awesome idea for a broadhead or for whatever it may be by working in all those different things i, I think that's cool that you guys are kind of taking on all of that stuff and it it again gives another American-made option for all of us in the hunting industry, you know. I think we've had that conversation a lot, right, Jeff? Where we talk about like, yeah, we could do that, or yeah, we could make that, or let's do that. But you're right; it comes down to that that crossover, right, Vince? It's like, is it one of those things we want to dive in to make right here, right now? And yeah, we might have a list of thirty things, thirty things like, hey, what's this? Let's this, let's this. But then it's like. Okay, who wants number one? Who wants right. number, and then we divide it out. Like, who's got what's got them? So, it's a lot of fun in that shop when guys are like picking. Okay, let's work on this. Let's work on this, and let's work on that. And then we're all on that common goal of, yeah, this is awesome. Let's do a release. Let's do it right. Let's do it different. Let's have fun with it too. Like, yeah, that's fun stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. When we when we talk about products, we throw it on a whiteboard, and we'll list them all out. And then we go around the room and you, you get a vote. What's your number one? You put a check mark. What's your number two? And go around and try to figure out which ones. And we look at payback. You know, you want to put the least amount of effort into the biggest payback. Yeah. But you also, who has influence in that is the, the customer. What do they want? Yeah. So when you ask about why are we at 200, 200 is where we landed to say this is a good product that we want to put our name behind. Yeah. And we need more time to go down the path to figure out how to get to something that's a good product in the lesser weights. But we weren't ready to come out with it. But we wanted this out this hunting season. So that's really why we ended up at 200, is we felt great about the end product we got, and it, it worked best at 200. Now, we've spent some extra time, and we figured out some other ways to come up with it. It's revolutionary. It'll be a different patent on how we do it to get to that lighter weight, but there'll be options out there. And we listened because as soon as it came out, Ryan, how many calls did you get about? Dude, one's a 150, 150 one's a 125. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually had a buddy when I was telling him about these, he's like, yeah, I've been watching them. He's like, as soon as they come out with a, I can't remember if it's a 125 or a 150. Cause he's, he's like, I, I want to keep my arrow at like, I can't remember like five ten or whatever a specific thing was. And he's, I was like, just bump up dude. He's like, no, I, <laughs> I like you bump up to the 200. You're just in the high fives. Like it's no big deal. He's like, no, I got to wait. I got to wait. But I, I commend you guys for that because it, I imagine, you know, if there's that demand there, it would be really easy for you to say, ah, just, just shave some weight off and let's put them out there. Um, and so I think that that's, uh, that says a lot about the integrity of your company that you, you're like, we're holding off till it's ready, till it's right. Um, you know, they're, I can't say that everybody would make that same decision. You know, October's coming. Can we get it kind of close and then we'll fix it some, you know? Uh, so I, I think that's cool that you guys, you, you found what's good, you put it out there and now you're, you're holding back till the rest of it's perfect. You know, I, all right guys, let's take a quick break from the show so I can share the AFCO friends of the show with you for starters, more innovations, more innovations is an awesome 3d printing company. Um, they create all kinds of little tool caddies and serving thread caddies so that you can keep all of your stuff in one place when you're working on your bow at home. Check them out at moreinnovations.com. Use code all caps AFCO10. That will get you 10% off over at More Innovations. Secondly, Adams Precision Archery. Guys, we are still shooting the fanny pack arrows. I still love them. Um, it's even gone further to where I now have the fanny pack colored strings on my bow. Uh, for sure going to have the brightest bow in the deer woods. But anyway, if you guys are looking for a very solid arrow build, check out adamsprecisionarchery.com. Use code all caps AFCO10, and that'll get you 10% off an arrow build over at Adams Precision Archery. Third, Argrounds Coffee Co., still the official coffee of the AF Co. podcast, and they are back in business. I just got Color Phase in probably a week ago, and I am rifling right through it. 
Uh, it is great. It's their light roast. It's their new blend. It's very good. I'm glad Ed is back up and running. Uh, check out rgroundscoffeeco.com. And if you use code all caps AFCO, that'll get you 15% off over there. Although I would say just pay full price, help Ed get back going, help everything go well. So check them out at rgroundscoffeeco.com. And next, Buzzard Roost Saddles. Guys, we are under two months away from October 1st. You want to get your equipment out in the woods, get used to it. Now's the time to do that, especially if you're jumping into saddle hunting. So one thing that Buzzard Roost can do for you is it is going to be the most comfortable and adjustable saddle that you can possibly get your butt into. I love mine. I'm really looking forward to some long sits in that saddle this season. Check out buzzardroostsaddles.com. Use code, all caps, AAFP10. That'll save you 10% on your very own Buzzard Roost saddle. Unbound Archery. So you heard me talking about my strings back there. Um, They put together just the most kick-ass string that I could have ever asked for. Um, The quality is awesome. They use, I believe it's bloodline fiber strings. Um, It's a waxless string. Uh, So far for me, it has just been great. I love it. Looks cool. Very high quality. Check out unboundarchery.com. Use code all caps AFCO10. That'll save you 10% over at Unbound. And finally, check out antlerfeatherco.com. If you guys want to help support the show, help support the project, we got tons of shirts, sweatshirts, everything that you could possibly want over there. Um, We're going to be restocking hats soon. The first wave of hats came and went before I could even get it on the website. Um, So we'll be restocking those. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, If you want to use code A-F-C-O-P-O-D, so A-F-C-O-P-O-D, That'll save you 10% at antlerfeatherco.com. So that is the friends of the show. Check them all out. Check out antlerfeatherco.com. And let's jump back into the conversation with Vantage Point Archery. Back to Vince when you said our society is getting to where it's easy. It's easy. I'm not going to say it's easier to make money by doing the wrong things, but, you know, obviously the adversary makes it easier to do the wrong things. But I see that in the whole society, right? This is We're just talking broadheads, but at the end of the day, it's getting praying at the beginning of this show. I mean, that's a basis. That we went out to dinner last night with one of our customers, and we do that. We, we have these big shoots, and we had the Joel Turner thing. We prayed before all of those, and it's getting back to what's important in life, and we want to make money. We want to take care of our families, but that cannot be the only thing that drives you, whether you're doing archery armory raising your kids having a podcast man if that's the message that comes out of this out of this podcast is let's get back to what used to be valuable in the united states you know loving your neighbor being able to you know back to the and i hate i'm not throwing dudley under the conversation into the conversation but that's what we started with that's all right that we don't agree but don't tear down your fellow man just because you don't agree with them Mm -hmm. just agree to disagree and have different views and value their input and value you know he might i don't know if he does or not but if he listens he might learn something from somebody else yeah. you know I, I go back to uh ford if we if we went to listen to henry ford and say hey i can make an automobile we'd all showed up today to the podcast on horse right thank, thank <laughs> goodness we listened to somebody that had an alternate view right yeah and i i mean i feel like you, you I like what you said. We want to go back. People get weird these days when you say we want to go back to kind of our roots, kind of the what makes us great as a country. uh, What are our values? People get weird because they for some reason they go like way back, like pre-Civil War, and they think we're talking about the message is like, like you said, like just be be respectful to people. Listen to people. Let's have conversations about if you think that the best thing for you is to shoot a 400 grain rage broadhead, I don't agree with that. And I'd love to talk to you why I don't agree with that, but we don't usually get there. We, we just back and forth and back and forth and it's caused this, just this giant divide that, like I said, I feel like it seems like more people want to take more ownership of their arrow systems. And I think that people are finding cause now a lot of the times when I talk to guys, they're shooting, they may still be shooting mechanical, but they're getting better quality mechanicals than 
say, a Rage or whatever Walmart's selling. So they're at least doing that. Or they're jumping over to a three-blade fixed. I feel like most of the people I talk to use arrow weight, total arrow weights are, are starting to creep over five. And, you know, I, I think that as people are not just buying what's being handed to them and they're starting to kind of understand. How's it going? That's Kellen. Kellen works with us. Well, Kellen, you're on the show. What do you got to say? Yeah, sure, <laughs> he can't hear you. You say, hi, I'm Kellen. <laughs> everybody say hey Kellen but yeah as people are kind of taking ownership over wanting to build their own arrows and I think people are kind of figuring they're, they're starting to see that not everything that they've been told is correct and so but yeah that's an interesting point Vince like I guess I've never because the majority of guys that we're talking to are right over 500 correct like right let's face it that's the majority of the guys that we're talking to on a daily basis it's interesting to hear you say that like you can see that trend where things are going the more guys that you talk to the more you can see guys trending up over that 500 um so i not that i always tell like i think jeff said it earlier like i don't care what you're shooting i love the idea that you're getting out there um you're having fun and you're you're just getting out and doing something that's what i we're, we're gonna stay on like just go have fun just go yeah. have fun and do something fun yeah and i over the last i mean you know what what just came out about you know the biden biden administration or what whatever it was that passed that now school funding for or funding for schools who have archery programs is being cut um we've got professionals that for some reason think they need to take digs at other professionals. I mean, like I think right now I posted something today and it was simply, it just said community is greater than industry. And that's kind of where I, I feel like people are starting to creep that direction and I hope we continue in that direction. And that doesn't mean that the whole hunting industry is bad. Um, but I think to your point, we need to start talking to each other you know, if your buddy, my, my best friend, Tom, he, he shoots mechanicals and he probably will till the day he hits a shoulder and, uh, you know, he, <laughs> he, uh, but like we're, you know, we joke with each other about it, but we're not, we have conversations about it. And I, I hope to see more of that happening where you don't, you know, I, one of the things that, uh, Troy said on the last one, he kind of, he was talking about arrows and he, he accidentally alluded to, he does think that there is an elk arrow and a deer arrow. And, uh, while he, while he did say, I would rather shoot the deer with the elk arrow. Um, I think it's okay for like the heavy community to, to, instead of just saying no, uh, 500 grains and whatever broadhead, it's not good enough. If it's a double bevel, it's not good enough. Like, if they're making a step towards the right direction or they're making their arrow more lethal uh, than it was, like, I think we need to be more encouraging uh, in the community towards like, you don't have to get to a full 12 factor arrow today. If you, if you just kind of learn about it, what, what can you make better and then encourage each other, you know? And like I said, I, I kind of feel like that's on the horizon. I think people are, Hopefully, you know, as, as the hunting community, I hope that we're more open to each other and more open to ideas. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's just a hard thing. Arrows are just a very hard thing to talk about. <laughs> so, you know, you know, what's even different than that, Vince, is I know guys have killed Cape Buffalo with a, a hundred grain setup. You know, I don't know what their weights are, but it was a, hundred grain on the front end and they it was an ethical kill i would rather people go practice 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 and be confident with a hundred grain setup and know that they can hit that spot that they can kill that animal and be happy with it than i would a guy that goes to a, a 300 high foc 20 but can't hit the shot and he's hitting them in the femur or he's shooting them in the foot or yeah he's hitting them in the spine and that animal suffers we don't dictate what you use. We like, I'm an FOC guy. I, I believe it, but it's because on the lighter side, you know, I used to shoot 75 grains and I watched things run away. I used to shoot mechanicals. There's some great mechanicals out there. I mean, Jay from uh, uh, Grim Reaper makes an amazing, I mean, the engineering beside 
behind some of his broadheads are, are wonderful. Do I want to shoot him? No, but he doesn't want to shoot mine. But that doesn't mean I'm right and he's wrong or he's right and I'm wrong. Right. But it, it even goes deeper to that, right? I wish we'd get back to the – I grew up in the 80s when, you know, you called people sir and ma'am and you're just polite and you, you respected stuff. You didn't – you know, I, I didn't lock my truck at school. I had a shotgun in the back. I'd go hunt before school. We never worried about mass shootings, but – Again, it comes back to the science stuff on everything, right? Science on this and even on the political science on the, you know, we can go off on Ronald Cringe, but even on the gender thing. Yeah. Let's go back to the science piece, right? Let's go back to the, when you could agree to disagree, you could have an open debate and there wasn't hate, this divisiveness, whether it's in archery or politics or color or whatever it is or what country you're from, man. I love everybody. You know, yeah. Christ loved everybody and he didn't judge. He might sit next to you and say, I love you and you're a sinner and you're going to go to hell. I don't <laughs> mind having those conversations, but yeah. I still love you. I'll put my arm around you and tell you in my opinion what I think's wrong. But man, I got, I got crap that I need to fix too. So yeah. how can I sit and preach? How can anybody sit and preach and tell you're perfect? And I'm far from perfect. I'm just, I'm, I give grace to God that, he loves sinners because I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner every day. And I just wish we had that mentality in everything we did. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I think well, guys, you know, that, that. Did you think any... you were going to get a sermon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what was that, Alex? I was going to say just our whole talk about community, too, and kind of the industry really is something I think we were kind of told at the beginning, like, you know, the hunting industry is different. Like, people are kind of keep to themselves. There's kind of a lot of. You know, obviously a lot of competition, but people not wanting to have conversations with each other. It's hard to kind of build those partnerships. And, and I think we see that a lot, but we, that's something that sets us apart. Like we want to partner up with companies like, Hey, we, we want to work with you. We're constantly building new partnerships and new relationships with people in the industry because everyone has ideas and we're not the only ones out there with ideas and we have capabilities we can bring to the table and they have you know, their set of strengths that they can bring. And we love with working with people. And even if they're, you know, use different equipment than we do or stuff like that, like we, that's what makes us special and, and successful too, and how we keep growing. Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, when we talk about community too, and I, I don't know, it's, I feel like the first, this thing with the the schools losing funding might be the first like real like there's always like, oh, worry about the anti-hunters. We're worried about this, but nothing's ever actually like happened. Um, nothing, may, not in my time in the hunting world or whatever. But I hope like situations like this where, okay, schools who want to have an archery program, shooting programs, things that we we hold dear, we think are important. We, I definitely think it's very valuable for kids to have those programs. Now your school's losing funding for that. I think it will get straightened out. My understanding is somehow the Department of Education and in the, their perfection has misinterpreted the way things were written. I think it'll get straightened out, but I hope things like that kind of smack everybody in the face. And like, it's okay if you and I go back and forth about what broadhead we use, but there are bigger things on the horizon right now. Um, while I feel like you hear, oh, there's so many more hunters and public lands overrun. Maybe, but in the grand scheme of numbers, hunting's still very, very, uh, it's still a, a huge minority in the culture. So we really need to start talking to each other. We really need to start respecting each other because I feel like if we want to continue to do the things we love um, and and hand these things down to our kids and our grandkids, I mean, we're going to, we're, we're, I think some things are coming, you know, and we need to be able to stand together and say, Hey, I, I think you're an idiot for shooting that broadhead, but we've got more important things to worry about. We need to come together. We need to, we need to fight these, these things that, that are threatening everything. Cause if we can't hunt, it doesn't matter if you like mechanicals or fixed blades or not, you know, exactly. Well, Vince, think about this. So on every broadhead, every bullet, you pay an excise tax check just google and find out where and do your research not just google but that excise tax is ending up in anti-hunters hands 
and they're using that to fight legislation or put in legislation to take our rights away as hunters. Hunters are just our, our God-given rights through the Constitution, right? So you, voting matters, making sure you understand where that money goes, and even social media. When we were talking today that we're on a, I'll just say we're on Shopify and maybe Alex will get banned tomorrow from Shopify. <laughs> you can't sell ammo, you can't sell guns on Shopify. And Shopify has taken a social stance to limit your 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 rights as hunters. You know, so you got to stand back and say, all right, should we get away from Shopify? Because through through their push of what their ethics are, they're limiting my choice. And that's what that's what America's built on is freedom of choice, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of the Second Amendment. And every time you turn around, you know, the, the banks are not funding uh, gun companies anymore. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find reasons to sue. We're not looking at mental health, but we'll chase down a gun manufacturer. Yeah. And, you know, we're changing the narrative to fit what we want in the end instead of running with the facts. So if you're a hunter and you start you start digging into why are my stuff, why are my heads so expensive, excise tax, all these other things, and really it's funding anti what we're doing, anti-hunting, anti-conservation, and that's what we need to we need to look at. And I don't care which way you vote, right or left or whatever, but just think about that when you're out there and it, it's more than this is a this is a hobby. We live in a first world country where we get to hunt, we get those freedoms, and we've got to understand that those freedoms are only good until somebody steps in and takes them away. And I'm afraid that I'd like your optimism. I hope things change. I think you're thing, seeing things change with all the Bud Light controversy and stuff. Mm-hmm. That people are waking up, but and remember, this is only ten years from now. Our kids might not be able to hunt in Germany. You can't hunt with a bow right now. Really? You know, so you, you think of the rights we have and don't take them for granted. Just get out there and love what you do for a hobby, but make sure you understand where that money's going and where you both go and what you're supporting. It's bigger. I'm with you. It's bigger than do you shoot a mechanical or do you shoot a, a fix? If you shoot a mechanical, let's talk. Yeah. I'll convert you. But, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I think that conversation even goes further than just like the hunting community, just in, in terms of culturally speaking, we fight with each other in the hunting community. Um, but obviously we also, it's even worse, uh, in society, politically speaking. And the, the, the worst part of it all, I can't remember who posted it today, but it was basically alluding to, we've gotten so polarized and we're, we've gotten so tribal that we can't talk to each other about anything anymore, either your left or your right. And, because of that, it's like nobody's taking any real action on like right now, nobody's knocking on our door looking for our guns. Nobody's going around telling us, I mean, well, I can't say that. A few years ago, we had our governments telling us all the way down to city governments. Like, And I don't mean this in a bad way for anybody who might be on a city government. Thank you for what you do because you're the starting point. But even the city governments got like power hungry telling us where we can go, um, all of it. And it's like, I feel like although COVID and the pandemic was bad, I think it, it woke a lot of people up. It still wasn't enough to where people are like, oh man, we really could lose. Like we take the, we take true like freedom and sovereignty. Like it's like something that it'll never actually go away. Well, it is. Like it, it, it's right in front of your face, but you don't see it because all you want to do is fight about what bathroom to use or if Target has tuck friendly stuff anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, we get so focused on these crazy polarizing issues that all of this crazy stuff is happening right in front of us and nobody's, nobody's even like present to deal with it. But that's a, that, yeah, sorry, I ran it on that one. You got me. (laughs) Yeah. The the one thing we got to finish with, though, with that rant is freedom's not free. So for all you veterans, firefighters, police, nurses, people that are on the front lines every day, literally taking bullets for us, man, can't thank you enough. And we try to we try to give back to those people. We call us. We'll take care of you. You know, that's really the people that I didn't serve. One of the biggest regrets of my life that. 
these people that put their uh, life on the line, literally. And I just I thank you every day for what you've done, whether you're serving now, or you service in the past, or you gave the ultimate sacrifice. Just beyond thanks for what you do. Absolutely. Well, hey guys, let's uh, let's let everybody know where they can find you guys online, because I think I think now you're gonna have some more Omega sales. Because I'm telling you guys, go buy them. They're pretty yep. sweet. Yeah, well, we got them at... Man up, shoot 200 yep. grains. Yep, vparchery.com is our website, or Google VPA, Vantage Point Archery, whatever. We're on all the different social media platforms. Um, give us a call. Ryan will answer the phone and answer any questions you have. Shoot us a message. We're, you know, we're a small team, and lost you for a second. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're here. a small we're team, here. and... Uh, you know, we like to take care of our customers, so give us a call and you'll you'll talk to one of us. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, uh, I appreciate that too. Like <laughs> Ryan's gonna answer the phone. Ryan's like, yeah, I am. So no, everybody, everybody, give Ryan a call. <laughs> Tell him he's doing a great job. <laughs> uh, we do, it's it, it's yeah, it's great. I, I love talking to guys. It's um, Jeff and I were talking about a couple of days ago, like and in the hunting industry and in, in our industry in the bow and, and broadhead industry, like we don't get many guys calling and complaining, right? You yeah. just don't get that. We might get a guy that said, Hey, I blew through a, I blew through a Cape Buffalo kind of, kind of tore up my broadhead. Can I get a replacement? Okay, sure. Make sure you send me some pictures. Yeah. I see that stuff. <laughs> right. Like that's the kind of calls we get. So it, it's, they're great calls or you might get one like, Hey, Help me out with the sharpening stuff. Man, I love I love talking about that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we went to TAC at Brighton, and Ryan's son was with us. And I think the comment, Ryan, you, you can allude to how it went. But he said, man, you guys can go up and talk to anybody. It's because we have the commonality with what they got going on. And then they're just friendly people. Whether you, whether you vote the same or not, they just have something that's in common and easy to talk to. And it takes all that out. And it, and we meet so many great people from different backgrounds from it's just just an amazing industry yeah. yeah well like i said thank you guys for choosing to be american made thank you for you know standing behind what you guys believe in and not just chasing a dollar i i, I hope more companies continue on that path like you guys are keep innovating i'm super excited for the omega um, make sure you guys are checking out Vantage Point Archery on everywhere that Alex mentioned. Make sure you're checking us out too. We're at Antler Feather Co. on Instagram, Facebook. We're on threads, but I kind of gave up on that already. Uh, that I, I never was on. We were on Twitter, but I didn't do that either because it's just too many dang things to keep up with. Um, Antler Feather Co. on YouTube as well. But hey guys, make sure you're checking us out there. Please share the show with whoever you can. Um, that's the theme of this season is sharing the show. When you guys do that, that allows me to continue to bring great guests on like we had tonight. And when we do that, that is going to ultimately make you more deadly in the woods. So for Vince and VPA Archery, this is the Antler and Feather Co. Podcast. You are listening to the Antler and Feather Co. Podcast. 